The following podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And we really appreciate you listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast with us. Today we have a really exciting episode. We have Daniel McEwen. Hey, what's going on, guys? Daniel, so glad to have you on the show. Um, Daniel's been a big fan of the podcast. Uh, We've gotten a bunch of messages and likes from him. He's friends with Dwight Kroon. So everybody who listened to our uh, Truck Advisor episode with Cummins, that was Dwight Kroon on there. He had suggested that we talk to Daniel a little bit about some of the truck builds you've had in the past, the truck builds you have now, and some drag racing. Absolutely. Why don't you start us off, Daniel? Uh, Tell us a little bit about your experience in diesel. Why'd you get into this, and what kind of trucks have you had? My my diesel addiction started with uh, a buddy in high school. Uh, he, you know, I didn't have the uh, opportunity to have the diesel, you know, the funds for the diesel. And he had a his dad had a big farm, you know, had the big diesel tractors, the trucks. So that uh, said my need, you know, that said my diesel addiction needs back then in high school. So I would go over to his house, you know, jump in a tractor. You love to drive the tractor and uh, all that. So that kind of you know fed the need in high school. And once I got out of uh, you know, college and all that. Once I got the funds um, to support the diesel addiction, I um, I was actually started in the Cummins world. So uh, I had a Cummins, you know, back in 2010, uh, twin turbo truck, 85 over CP3 uh, injectors. You know, and I started looking around, looking around, looking around. Uh, you know, just trying to find a better option to get away from that smarty. You know, you guys know how it was back in 2010, 2009. You couldn't. I mean, there was no way getting around the smoke. You know, your pedal wasn't as linear, so I uh, I started looking around um, and found, you know, I started looking on YouTube, and I found uh, Calibrated Solutions, and that kind of started me into the EFLI aspect, and um, I found Nick, and he had a little short bed 5.9 truck back then that he was tuning on, and the white that's kind of how I uh, got started in that. And then from the Cummins world, I moved into the Duramax world. Um, Dwight, Dwight turned me on to drag racing, and uh, I was like, man, you know, the Cummins I had at the time was a stick truck. I'm like, well, you know, I can't, there's no way I'm going to be able to race this thing so, <laughs> and be competitive. Right. So uh, in 2011, I bought a bone stock LBZ and uh, started building it up from there. Um, I was with Nick at Calibrated, and then, um, you know, I jumped over to the Duramax side, and that's where uh, I got into the you know, tune in with Nick and Bob also. Awesome. Well, that you know, that's the true definition of being brought from, in my opinion, from the dark to the light by switching from Cummins coming over to the Duramax oh, world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, I'm probably going to get ridiculed for that comment. I love Cummins trucks, but I love Duramaxes more. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, you know, I bought the truck on um, bone stock, and I had Nick send me over just a single tune, um, it's just a single tune stock transmission file. I bought that truck with sixty five thousand miles by seventy thousand miles that had a built transmission in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it started from there. Uh me and Dwight Dwight took me to the track. I bought the truck in February. Yeah, I bought the truck in February, had the you know, I got my tax money back, had the trans built, um, and then Dwight had me at the track in October. And uh and so, you know, I just it's funny. Uh, we went out to New Jersey in September. I met Bob, actually, you know, and got to know Bob. So, you know, that's how that relationship started. That was out at the XDP so, event, right? Yeah, that was the, 
XCP event. Yep, yep, out in Jersey. That's awesome. We were just creeping so. on your Facebook, Danny, and I were laughing about a, a picture on your Facebook from back then that had a petition for Bob Peterson to attend the XCP <laughs> event. We were dying <laughs> laughing about it. That was for uh, 2013. He came in 2012. We were trying to get him out again in 13. He wouldn't do it. He had too many weddings or something that year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. I- I've been telling Bob, you better stop taking your girlfriend to all these weddings because she's going to get some crazy ideas. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, pardon the interruption, folks. I'm Nick Pregnance with Calibrated Power Solutions. I do sponsor this podcast, so please allow me five seconds to remind you that if you really enjoy the technical content on this podcast and would like similar minds working on your truck's powertrain problems, give us a call at CPS, 815-568-7920. Again, that's 815-568-7920. Now back to business. So, so, Daniel, uh, now I want to back up a little bit here. So you told us a little bit about your 06 Cummins, and that was an 06 Cummins, correct? Yes, it was. Okay. So you started off with a Smarty, uh, an 85% pump. How big of injectors? It was, uh, it was a 215 horsepower injector. You know, back then in 09, they all went by horsepower. They didn't really oh, go yeah. by percentages like they do now. Oh, yeah. So I had a, a Flux 4.3, which is a 215 horsepower injector, which was, a, you know, it was a big size for that time. It's still a big size for this time. I mean, you're still yeah. talking about a 100% injector, 215 horse. Right. Um, so what'd you run for turbos? Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just asking, what'd you run for turbos? Um, it had an MPI set of twins. Um, they were HTT twins. It was a 63 over a S480. Okay. So. That's a badass setup. I mean, you were talking about, what, 900 horse? And that truck made, you know, back then, um, it was on, we were running the Smarty stacked with the Diablo. You guys know how we yes. ran those pressure boxes back then. <laughs> and uh, Oh, God. The limitation on that truck was the CP3, and it, it, made, uh, it made 807 and 1490 back then. 807, that's still respectable. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you had injector and air for it, but like you said, yeah, I could see that pump running out short. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I was just looking around back then, and, uh, you know, that's when I found Nick, and he was trying to find a beta tester back then for the, uh, you know, EFL Life that just started coming out for the sixes. So. Yeah, they were the Cummins tuner brand back then. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we used to have that white quad cab short bed. That thing was, it hit 850, 870 horsepower. I, it was yeah. a lot of fun. I lost that truck probably a dozen times in my life. That sounds right. It was pretty nasty. <laughs> but like Bob said, uh, just kept breaking every time. That's it. <laughs> the, the old Cummins world. Now, And that's what I wanted to ask you. So you had this 800 horsepower Cummins stick shift. So right. just for fun on the street, you didn't sled pull out there in Virginia, I take it. No, I didn't. I never did. And uh, the funny thing is we're talking about transmissions. Um that truck had a G56 in it. I replaced that transmission two times in one year. <laughs> I just couldn't keep the trans in it, and that was my – I kind of got to where I was just fed up. You know, I got tired of spending the money, and that's when I went – I just – you know, I went out, and I bought a bone stock Duramax. <laughs> nice. So. And then that didn't take long to start getting into the modification. So you built the trans right away. Where did we take the LBZ to? What would you do with it? Um, I built the trans, and um, first time at the track was just um, – where did that truck run? That truck went at 12.58 right out of the box. Um, E-range tires, man, that thing, it just ran right out of the box. Just a base. It was just a uh, built trans file from from a Duramax tuner, and that thing ripped right out of the box. So I knew I had a truck. Um, yeah, it went 12.58. It went a 7.90 and a 12.58 right out of the box. And uh, 
I got my taxi. You know, I went through the winter. That was in October. I ran that. So I was like, oh, man, what can I do next? You know, so <laughs> I went through the winter, talked to some guys, you know, um, and I talked to Bob, you know, and uh, he says, man, you know, at that point, I was like, ah, do I really want to spend the money and do twins? So we did a billet 4094, um, which is a 68 millimeter. Right. Um, that was from Danville, Market Danville. Um, and that truck, yeah, I had Bob retune it. And that, thing, that truck went at 1230 after that. Really? So it picked up again. It went a, yeah, it went a 770 to 1230. I mean, two grand for half a second probably not right. the best but but i've well, seen worse when you get into that uh them times the faster you get you want to get into a 10 it's more and more every 10th yep. right exactly so um i ran that setup for about a year um me and the white went up to you guys probably heard of east coast east coast diesel nationals in uh, numidia pennsylvania yeah for sure yep so we we ran we went up there and uh I forget how many trucks were in the class. I ran the ET bracket class up there, and uh, I ended up red light red lighting in the finals. Dude, oh, Doug the old red light on. king, huh? Rookie. Yeah. Ouch, that's tough. That's a tough loss. Well, let's talk a little bit about red lighting, since we do have somebody with a lot of drag race experience <laughs> talking with Danny here. Who Danny? Danny has a lot of drag race experience as well. He grew up in Byron, which is our local track. Mm-hmm. Um, he worked at a truck dealership who sponsors the two big local. Diesel and, drags and every own the year. drag strip. And owns the drag yeah. strip, right. So so Danny spent a lot of time on the strip. Uh, we were talking 60-foot times. What's a good 60-foot time? Now, in that Cummins, I don't think you had a very good 60-foot time. I, I just, That's, like you no. said, there's just not much there. Uh, but how about in the Duramax? So I, I want to ask you a little bit about that setup you had with the 4094 stock injectors built trans. I'd say that's a very, very common setup, right? So what was, right. do you remember, what was your best 60-foot with that? Uh, my best sixty foot, and that with this that setup alone was a that was a one it was a one sixty four I think was the best setup. And that was with uh, low to E range tires. Also. Okay, that's pretty good. That's really good. So I just kind of worked with what I had back then. You know what I mean? The thing, you know, the thing that I always in my mind, if I can make the truck, if I can set up the truck, the suspension, if I can set up that truck to go in the one sixes, you know that I feel like that's on me. That's not on the tuner. You know what I mean? If I can set that truck up you know, to 60 foot like it should, you know, that gives me the best odds to go as fast as I can. You know what I mean? Totally agree. We always say tuning, you'll see how good the tuning and the build was at the end of the track. You'll see how good the driver was in the first 60 feet. And that that's about it. From there, your foot's on the floor, right? Like how good could you be holding (laughs) the the wheel straight and putting your foot on the floor? I mean, Hmm. my wife could do it if we could get her to launch. I mean, there's more to it, especially if you're bracket racing. You know, you you might take that stripe too fast. Uh, there's a lot of things that play at the end of the track, too. There is. I will tell you that. I've lost more races at the end of the track than I have in the beginning of the track. The, you, every fucking drag racer says that. You liar. I can't tell you how many times I've lost in the finals. Like, uh, like our caller here is like, it's frustrating to get second place, to get third place. I mean. Did you come down? You said you said you got, you red lighted in the finals. Did you get bumped all the way out or did you still place? No, I uh, I realized in the finals I went runner up to uh, Doug Barron. He's a big um, ET guy. He runs an HRDA bracket. He runs a rat rod. He's a rat rod. Okay. Yep. Badass little so, setups. Now, were you guys bracket yeah, racing at the finals then, or were you guys just running like an index? Uh, we were bracket racing that time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So. All right. So then the LBZ, so you had the 4094 on it, billet wheel, stock injectors. Did you go above that horsepower? Did you get over 600 horse with that? 
I'm, with that, with the mile an hour I had, I think it, it was right over that. Maybe like 620 horse, 630 horse. Yeah, we usually expect stock injectors, modified turbo, built trans, uh, pretty much all of them. LB7 through an LMM, they'll all make right around 600. Right. Yeah. At that time, the truck didn't have any miles on it, so the CP3, you know what I mean? The CP3 was good, at, you know. Yeah. So. Okay. How long did you have that truck? Uh, I just had it. I just sold that truck. Oh, really? Actually. Now what? <laughs> so, uh, the LBZ, the, the whole thing, why I sold the LBZ, right. um, after that, so I ran that about a year, and then June of 2014 came the extra G60 overs and the dual CP3 pumps, and that's kind of what put that motor on the verge. <laughs> <laughs> What was the best time um, with the the new injectors and pump? The the injectors and pump that truck went a seven twenty eight at ninety three mile an hour, which I don't know I don't know any other crew cab short bed truck stock motor that's running that time. Yeah, that's quick. Yeah, it was flying. You said a seven twenty in the eighth. It was a yeah seven twenty eight in the eighth. Yep. 728 and 8th, that is not bad. Yeah, 770 class is usually pretty tough to, to keep up with. Um, 80 class is usually what, like, your, I call them stock-built trucks, right? Like, maybe maybe that's what I would have run in your in your original setup on the LBZ stock turbo or modified turbo and try to hold on to a, an, an 80 class, and then 770s is getting tough. But getting down to 728 on a stock motor, that's pushing it, son. Right. Did, did you ever lose a rod? Did you ever have any major engine failure, bust a crank? I had nothing happen to that truck. You know, I knock on wood every time I race that truck. You know, I, you know, I counted my blessings. It was a. I still have the stock head bolts and everything in that truck. <laughs> so it was a. It was a. Uh, it was a freak. We called that truck the Humbleizer. <laughs> <laughs> so my question was, what's next? What are you going to do now that you sold your LBZ? So I have. I had the opportunity to buy a good friend of mine, uh, 2012 LML. So, um, love it. Yeah. There, my, my build starts there. Okay. <laughs> so the truck has, uh, it has a set of whirly, uh, stock over 475, uh, twins. And, uh, I converted this CP4 over to a 10 millimeter CP3. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, everybody loves LMLs here. And nobody's gonna look down on you for owning an L or an LML. And um, as far as that goes, are you pretty comfortable with uh, moving forward, trying to get some big numbers out of that, or are you just gonna stay mild? Um, well, you know, I I sat back and I, you know, that you know my old LBZ, I was always trying to push, push, push. You know what I mean? And you guys know from being in the industry, I mean, it just the faster you go, the more money you're putting out, you know? <laughs> I had a reliable setup. I couldn't ask any more from that truck, but I knew that I was on the verge of buying a motor. Right. So, you, so know, you sold I had it? The opportunity to buy. <laughs> so that's why so you I sold it? Okay. That's, <laughs> that's why you sold it, because the motor was on the verge, you said? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my plan is to uh, leave the stock injectors in the LML and, uh, lose the weight i'm trying to i like to run a 120 index is what I, is what the goal is with this truck just have fun run the 120 index and uh you know enjoy it yeah what's your cab setup uh, it's a crew cab short bed it is a crew cab short bed yeah 120 yep. index on stock injectors i mean i i'd imagine it can be done but you're 
you're going to need everything you can out of it, huh? It just, uh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, I just weighed the truck last weekend and it weighed 7,200 pounds, which is, you know, that's, that's uh, getting it down there for uh, LML. You guys know how heavy those are. Yeah, no kidding. I so, was expecting you to say probably closer to eight, to be honest. Yeah. So <clears throat> I've got it down pretty close, but, you know, I'll see. Uh, I'm going to try to do some testing on Sunday and then we'll, we'll go from there. You know, we're over here with freaking ice on our drag strip, and you're talking about testing and tuning. And so <laughs> whatever you got to say, just, you know, just rub it in, right? That's right. So ha- have you had it down the track at all yet since you've had it? I have not. Uh-huh. Wow. I this, this LML I purchased in December, and we've been, yeah, we've been under white stuff since then pretty much every weekend. Gotcha. <clears throat> Go figure. Well, I'm excited, man. I can't wait to hear what it's what it's going to run. You'll definitely have to post up on our Facebook page and give us some some slip times, and we'll check out your 60 foot and see what you're doing with it. Yeah, sounds like he's gone from good, better to best. Yeah, no kid. Yeah, that is actually one thing I want to dive into here before we wrap up the episode. Uh, Daniel, you've had the 06 Cummins, you've had the LBZ Duramax, and now you're in an LML. What's been the best daily driver? Um, it's got to be the LML got to be honest with you guys it's just with or without the twins i love this thing with or without the twins daniel oh gotta be with the twins gotta be with the twins okay (laughs) so so if we threw some some different scenarios so you're 4094 on stock injectors i'd imagine that that was kind of laggy correct it was uh um it was a little laggy but i ran a i ran a 2300 stall converter which helped that which really helped that uh, turbo, you know what I mean? It, it spooled up really good, okay. actually. How would you compare spool up in that to your LML with a stock turbo in the Valley? Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't compare. It does <laughs> not compare. Gotcha. The spool up on this LML is, I mean, it's instantaneous. See, I think Paul already knew the answer to that. He's over here smiling. You know, oh, I, I am. And, and the reason is because every time we ask somebody about, is, is your 4094 laggy, they always say no. And then you ask them, well, how spool up on your stock charge? They're like, oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's night and day difference. That's that's called lag, sir. But thank you. I, I agree. Um, no, but I'm just teasing you, Daniel. Um, okay, so, so we had that. You're trying to run 12.0 index now with the LML. You have a built trans under it? I do, yep. Gotcha. Where'd you go for the trans build, or what'd you use for parts? It's a um, it's a George Alexander. Uh, people know him by Big Dipper. Uh, he's in Baltimore, Maryland. He's about an hour from me. Um, I had him build my old transmission in my LBZ, and that could, uh, but you know that tr- that truck probably had three hundred passes on it. Um, I put that transmission through the ringer. Um, <laughs> I built it with seventy thousand miles, and when I sold that truck, it had one hundred and ten thousand. Wow. Guys used to joke with me and say, "Man, half the, you know, twenty thousand miles is you making passes at the drag strip." It's <laughs> <So. laughs> a lot, of, a lot of quarter mile and eighth mile passes. <laughs> so it was a no brainer who I was going to have, you know, do the transmission in the uh, LML. Gotcha. No, we've always heard really good things about him over there, and yeah. we, there's a lot of guys out in the industry that can build a really good, solid, reliable transmission. So yeah, I always hear about Big Dipper when I'm up at the XDP show. Right. So out, anytime out you're east. out northeast, yeah, it's real big in the area. I could see that. Any pitfalls? Any things that you would warn guys who are new to getting in the modifications to stay away from? Tits and tires. Um, the biggest thing. I, <laughs> I mean, that's what I. Those things will get you in trouble. Tits and tires. Let's get real. Um, you know, the white touched on this too. It's 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 just 
Um, you know, I, I used to spend hours and hours just doing research and doing my homework on parts I wanted to buy. And, you know, if a guy had this set up, you know, um, for instance, John Conicandro and Chad um, over at Alligator, I mean, I've, I've, I've called those guys night and day just asking them, you know, what about this and what about this, you know, because it's easier when guys have done it. You know, they kind of know, you know, don't waste your time here or put your money in this. So uh, when – you know, new guys are coming in. I just say, do your research, do your homework, and, you know, know what you're buying. You know what I mean? you got to have, you know, like I knew when I bought my LML, I knew my goal and what kind of horsepower I wanted to make. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. No, it is. I, I, I totally agree with that. that we is, hear it consistently, yeah. don't we, Danny? Is we, everybody we interview. It's like the topic of every conversation. It is. It's that number one piece of advice. And what I think is funny about it is that it's so true because we all know so many guys who have not done it. Right. They, they have right. not done their research. They have not called anybody. They haven't talked to anybody. And their buddy told them throw injectors at it before they did a trans, before they did a turbo. And then they just they end up spending a lot of money they don't right. need to. And it's always such a crusher when you get on the phone with somebody like Danny or myself. And we're like, OK, so what do you have? And they just they list two, three thousand dollars worth of stuff. And I'm like, that's all just dog shit, buddy. Yeah. Like, they, like I mean, you just dump three grand. Yeah. You didn't need to. You you were almost had a built trans. And for most guys, that's the big hurdle. Once you get through paying for the trans, budgeting everything else becomes a lot easier, right? Yeah, I, I tell people, I mean, yeah. you got to have a target. Otherwise, how are you ever going to hit a bullseye? Nope. So with right. this new one, you got a CP3. You went with a stock CP3 or a sportsman? It has a uh, extra detail, 10 millimeter pump on it. Okay, so you got more than enough pump this time. You won't have that same Cummins problem, right? You That's got right. <laughs> <laughs> you got that S475 stocker twin kit. My favorite driving twin kit, by the way. I like it better than thousand horsepower twin kits. I like driving it better than triple turbos. Uh, there's just there is nothing that is enjoyable as an S475 stock twin kit that I've ever driven. I tell you, you know, there's a lot of truth to that, Paul. So it's not like we're making this information up. I mean, daily driving, drag strip racing, towing, they're, they're, they really are the most versatile setup for a diesel. But then you, you're going to stick with stock injectors, so you're going to limit yourself to, what, about 650 horse? Yeah, that was, the, that was the goal with this truck. I knew I didn't want to build it. So I got to have, for me, I have to have some kind of limitation internally. You know what I mean? If I put injectors <laughs> in it, I'm going to push the envelope. I'm going to continue to push the envelope. So I think we should get a pool going of how long it takes Daniel to buy injectors for this and push the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already done the CP3 conversion. You're already on the right path. Nope. Um, you know, a bigger set of injectors. You never know. At, at least uh, you got everything to the point where if you need to do that, you can. I mean, a set of Exergy 45s would put you up to that 700, 750 maybe on those LML injectors, right? So, so what's holding you back, Daniel? No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> Time and money, probably, <laughs> my guess. Well, I do really want to say thank you. We, we always appreciate guys coming on to the podcast and talking to us about your trucks. Uh, listeners, please follow Daniel's example. Shoot us a message on Facebook. Uh, we answer them generally within a few hours. Also, Danny's going to cover a few things here of uh, reminders for our average listener. You know, this is the only thing we've ever written on a board. So I want to, this is something that's very important for us to talk about because we always talk about things that are off the cuff. We never script any of our shows. Very true. So we just want to give you guys a friendly reminder to make sure you leave a comment on our iTunes. You know, we're, we're building our audience and it's, it's building faster than we could ever dream of. But by leaving a comment and telling a couple friends about us, we would greatly appreciate that. 
Absolutely. And uh, Daniel, once again, thank you very much for being on the podcast. This has been Paul Wilson. I'm Danny Voss. I'm Daniel. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com, developer of performance engine and transmission calibrations for a wide variety of late model diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, John Deere, Jeep, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920.